0: Tuesday morning, rural Queensland today. Member for Traegar, Robbie Carter, joins me this morning. Uh, he's a bit under the weather. He's had the man flu for a week, but he's got off the off the bed and he's ready to go. Rob, good morning. Thanks so much good. for being with us.
1: Yeah, thanks, golly. Yeah, it's been a rough week.
0: Um, can we just talk about Katrina Carroll is set to me- meet the police minister today to discuss the future after the policing shortages have now been revealed The state's top cop is sick to death of it. She doesn't know if she wants to do it. The police are under the pump like I've never seen before in my life. And we're seeing a bloke pull up. This is dead set on the Gold Coast. People have stolen a car, threatened lives. He instructed another police officer to to ram him to stop him after he'd driven through spikes. And now they're investigating his behaviour. Well, we've now got... You know, Katrina Carroll, the police commissioner, saying, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. She's disgruntled. The unions are up. Why would anybody want to give their life to service as a police officer, man or woman, with the way they are treated and the lack of disrespect that is being shown? We have become to the point of just disastrous, and I feel for them because they're the backbone. Like police and nurses are the backbone of our community, and now we've got a situation where they're, They're treated like criminals for trying to stop the bloody criminals.
1: Yeah, and where it can cause real friction in communities too, and and we've, we've seen evidence of this now, is police are given the job to maintain the peace. They can't do it with the tools they're given. They're frustrated and angry. And then citizens are now taking matters in their own hands and everyone thinks, oh, that's so radical. Well, it's not that radical at all. Someone steals my car and the police said... No, nah, we're not going to chase him. We're just going to wait for him. And this is happening in small towns, having in small town with Electric, are not they? You know, we're going to back off and just wait for him. So he can laugh and carry on and shout out the window of the car and chastise people and antagonise them. Right. And rush driving your stolen car around town. Then if you go run him off the road or yeah. do whatever you have to do to get the car back yeah. and perhaps save people's lives because if he starts to get nasty and wants to start running people down, which has also happened in Mount Isa, if you take evasive action, then the police are starting to come down and say, we don't want vigilantes and, you know, we don't the last thing. We want is people getting out of control and think, well, hang on. Like you brought this, the government brought this on and then the government's standing there beside the police saying, yeah, we don't want anyone taking back in their hands. And, you know, well, what the hell other logical conclusion we, do you think that this is going to end in? Like, you know, it, it,
0: um, it, it, so why would anybody join the police? Like why would and, they join it? And then, then they're, they're full of fear. Now... It gets me to when we started talking about this in 2017, and people can say what they want, but Rob, you were the first person to, to highlight on this show, take it to the government about the youth crime and the damage that was being done in these regional towns, because that's where it started. It started in your electorate, in region. Yeah, region, exactly. and it started yeah, going. Yep. yep. And it was going. Now, shock polling, this is reported in the Courier-Mailers today, that The Labor voters have lost faith amid the fear crisis. Now, half of regional Queenslanders feel unsafe in their homes and a third of the Labor voters say the government is too soft on youth crime, striking a new poll reveals. Now, I'm going to repeat that. The polling shows that half of all regional Queenslanders feel unsafe in their homes. Now, that's us. Now, the government has been in, in power For over ten years, now they haven't done a thing about it. Crime has gone up since the Labor government have gone in. Youth crime has gone up. Then they took the courts out, they pulled the pin on the the youth courts. Everything has gone absolutely haywire. Now we've got people fifty-one years and older. Seventy percent feel that under the Palaszczuk government and Miles government that their Labor government has been too soft on youth crime. Well, mate, the ship sailed. The ship has sailed.
1: Well, yeah, you, you, that's the problem for Labor that the ship is sailed. You can't turn around this close election and say, "Actually, we're going to fix everything." Um, you can try. You can try and do the right thing and try and fix things from here. To try and do political quick fixes, and, you can't
0: you know, build more jails overnight. Run out, run out, run out. What is the solution if you're in government or if you had the controlling vote, Rob, right this moment? Hmm. What do you do? You, can you, you? I mean, I'm, i I want to make it easier to get more police. Yeah. I've got young blokes too trying to get in the police who are failing psych tests, and they're as bright as bright. But because some contractor that that runs that part of it, they fail the psych test. They just go and become a plumber. I'd like to be able to get more police on the ground, and I mean that because yeah. we were promised more police, but that hasn't happened.
1: Yeah. Well, and we were importing them for a while. Don't forget, on uh, mate. Yeah. Look, what I do is it's it's pretty similar. Same answer already given you the last seven years but what you need you know the problem like at the moment with criminals they don't have a and i'm talking mostly about youth crime uh, which is the majority of what we're talking about but they don't have a consequence at the moment so if um you're under age 18 and you commit an offence in queensland the likes of cleveland bay detention center yeah, most kids say well good you know i'll, I'll be thrown in there at the other 100 150 years or all the other ones from north queensland so i'm I'm, destined, I'm absolutely guaranteed I'll catch up with my mates and my cousins yeah. Yeah. and the police are literally telling me that, that the, the criminals aren't them good like we wanted to go to Cleveland so there's zero consequence in that So, and that's the problem for the LNP when they're saying, mate, breach a bar on the fence and you well, that's better you know, it's better to tighten up those laws but unless you create a better consequence that's a useful thing to say because a lot of these people aren't scared of the consequence of going to prison they used to ten cent anyway so let's create an alternate um, prison. And to do that, you need to change legislation. So set up some bush camps, some remote incarceration, and very remote. We're talking 1,000 kilometres near from nearest metropolitan area, so very remote, and add to that mandatory sentencing. So yeah. um, a lot of the problem, I mean, these kids are just doing three or four months, so crime stats will go down to Mount Isa because they just pull the 10 or 20 bad kids out, put them in Cleveland and then three, four months later, stats go back up again. <laughs> they just do them, their thing and um, and that's what's been happening for the last seven years. If you say, well, no, Johnny, you're not going to Townsville for three months, you're now going to Urendanji for the next 12 months, we'll see you later. And we're absolutely guaranteeing you won't see any of your cousins or your friends because we know who they are, and they do, the magistrates everyone know who they are, and we'll make sure they're all at different camps. And he goes, what? That's a bit different. <laughs> and twelve months later, Johnny's probably probably have a little bit of dis- different perspective about committing crimes because he doesn't want to go back to you and then you But the good news is you also put vocational training into that. Yeah, and, and you can try and re- you place.
0: can try and you can try and turn the tide quickly. Yeah, quickly, he ends uh, up
1: in a road crew something.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and you know what? There is there is so many cases of when that's happened and young blokes gone to the bush and joined a stock camp and you know. Five years later, they're running the bloody thing or they've got their act together and they're going off and getting educated. There's just countless messages on it. And we, for some unknown reason, we refuse to look at it. We refuse to think about it. We refuse to behave like that. What hope have they got when we're not giving them a chance to even rehabilitate because they're just becoming lifelong criminals? This renewable grab that's still going on, I mean, we've got now an issue where Glencore... Is potentially going to pump carbon dioxide into the Great yeah. Artesian Basin. Rob, right. now right. Uh, Mike Gearing's been strong about this. Uh, the yeah. NFF need to come out about it. We have yeah. heard David Littleproud. This is, I mean, you and I have talked countless times about the the Great Barrier Reef and oh, we've got to protect it. And I get no, all that. Yeah. And every 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 bloody law has come in now. But yet, yeah. what? But what is the most important thing to us? Is the Great Artesian Basin, and we're at risk. That if we don't fight this, we could be
1: damaged. It's a good really good one to bring up, Dobo, because you know, if you wanted to look at the madness that we adopt in this part of the woke world, but they're just trying to on this charge towards net zero. Yeah. And we're oh, just absolute madness. And and I mean, even people you talk to in the energy industry that sort of are objective on the old climate change thing so there there is a tinge of that gold fever to it, you know, and the, the gold rush days back in the um you know, late eighteen hundreds in Australia where people would just leave the keys of the pub and race out to the gold fields to yeah. start their gold business and that that's the sort of mentality we've got with this and there's big money being pouring into it and um and the government is the is the idiot, is the biggest fool in all this because they like you say, they're hypocrisy. Like they're we we need to save the environment and they're going to knock down World Heritage Rainforest to put up wind farms up in the um, the far north and then they, they go out and go to Artesian Base and we can compromise that. They want to protect it's everything. That, that,
0: and and they're, they're always renewables and they're, they're always going to try and get this, you know, they're all about the environment and protecting the environment and keeping people and happy. And that, that What they're doing is not protecting the environment at all, Rob. Like this is... This is a grab, and this is – and, mate, I can tell you, there's both sides of the political landscape. There are LNP members who are, you know, attached to Glencore (laughs) who are actually supportive of this, and that's the concerning thing. The funding, um, and be true, was Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison gave Glencore the $30 to start off with to investigate this, and since then everybody's backflipped. So, like, I mean, it's now down to the environmental department here in Queensland – to show some gumption and make some decision and not just get a, a form of science and go down, the, go down that road. Now, it, there's never been a, a, a more delicate situation than this, and we, we're going to talk to Mike gear and as I said, Georgie Somerset, countless people are involved in this, but this is, like, seriously a proper issue.
1: Yeah. Um, imagine telling the city of Townsville or the like saying, We're playing around with your main water supply. That's your only water supply. And we could do things that are reparable that could harm it forever. We don't. We're pretty sure it won't. But it should be right. We'll see how it goes. And they're doing that to all of inland Australia, the Great Artesian Basin. What an absolute um, fantastic, beautiful asset we've been blessed with out there. Yep. And they're going to compromise that for Glencore. Glencore just sacked 1,200 people out here in Mount Isaac just walked away from a mine that other people want to come in and buy. They yeah. couldn't even give two hoots about Australia or the Great Artesian Basin or anything. You did right. Um, they're, not, they're not the most benevolent country, um, company in the world, I can tell you, probably one of the worst. And now they're—and um, the government's rolling over for them, so my goodness me, what a horrible reflection on what we've become here in Queensland. And um, for a government that you know, purports to be this saviour of the environment... And, you know, they're saving the reef and the tree clearing all this rubbish where they got it completely wrong. And here's one that they, they're happy to pad through. it just ridiculous, me. I'm then, with you. I'm like, good, good one to bring up, mate, because it is just... Every day that goes by in politics in this government, I feel like I'm going crazy. But um, hopefully, hopefully it's them, that's the mad ones, and, and I'm the same one.
0: You were uh, in the paper. It was reported that you had a Labor minister reach out. I, I mean, do you want to address that? I mean, it was front and centre of the Courier Mail on Sunday are there are there people in the Labour Party that reach out to the Cat Party who are interested in crossing um, over
1: look we've never had anyone from Labour before but I'm not surprised at all was anyone in and you know qualify that by saying most of the time I've been in politics Labour have been on the up and up um, you know they felt pretty strong and confident where they are but for the first time they felt brittle so it would, it's no surprise to me that people are starting to forget, feel a bit winky. Youth crime is the is main thing, and um, that's probably the only thing I'd be prepared to say about in talks with Bruce Saunders was that we um, centred around youth crime and what needs to be done because um, he was saying our relocation sentencing is way to go and you know, people can see like where there's reality and a bit of truth and they, I guess... Um, they want some safe harbour if they, if they see that their, their team's got it wrong. So, yeah, I'm sure there'd be plenty of people in Labor at the moment that would like some sort of or look at other opportunities because they can see um, if their party's not changing their views and not moving, um, yeah, it's going to be tough for them at the election. And, is that real? I mean, I'm going to ask you
0: this, and I appreciate you giving me some time this morning. Are there concerns from within Labor about their youth crime policy and you'd be having concerns, and I know you're talking and you're talking a little bit in riddles and I understand the, the confidentiality around it, but are there members that are feeling that they have got it wrong from the Labor Party?
1: Well, you know, there was uh, Michael Healy and Cairns. He came out last year, so I'm sort of coming out against the government, his own government, and, and uh, saying we've got to do more. Uh, Bruce Saunders did the similar thing last year, so we've got to do more. You know, I could add to that maybe one or two conversations where they've, you know, I wouldn't say they've come trash on their own side, but they're definitely saying, you know, we're not, we've got to be doing more. There's, so, but Blind Freddy knows that. I mean, they're not all complete idiots. Like, they, someone talks to their constituents and um, some of them are lucky enough to have some honest constituents that say to their face, mate, you're gone, I, yeah. if I was able. Yeah. So, um, no, yeah, I get it. that's the reason that there'd be, um, there'd be a lot of them that'd be under the pump, more, and more so than the opposition, obviously, because, you know, it's, a, it's the government under fire.
0: Yeah. Um, mate, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for giving. I know you are unwell, but gee whiz, we've got some trouble here. Thanks so much for being with us, Rob. Catter. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Always a pleasure, mate. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. Robbie Catter this morning. Mark Barton, not far away. Uh, this is Rural Queensland at 8.